0: Mobile Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app. And on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet Jobs Friday, stocks higher. S&P 500 index up 9 to 2179, a gain there of four-tenths of 1%. The August payroll data signaling steady labor market growth. The Dow up 72 points, a gain of four-tenths of 1%. NASDAQ up 22, a gain of four-tenths of 1%. Heading into a long holiday weekend at fifty two forty nine, the ten year down nine thirty seconds at yield one point six zero percent. Gold up twelve twenty the ounce to thirteen twenty five, a gain there of nine tenths of one percent. And crude oil, West Texas Intermediate, up two point six percent, up a dollar twelve a barrel to forty four dollars twenty eight cents. I'm Charlie Pelleton. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Live at the 2016 U.S. Tennis Open, Flushing Meadows, Corona Park, Queens. And it would not be a trip to the open for... Me and Bloomberg Radio. If we did not sit down and talk with Ken Solomon, he's CEO and Chairman of the Board for the Tennis Channel, based in Santa Monica, but he's a globetrotter and he's in New York today, <laughs> ringing the Nasdaq, I might add. But a very—you've spe- done this before, you and Martina Navratilova. But this time, it's a very special ringing for you, Mr. Solomon. Why?
2: Well, it was, as you know, Kathleen. We uh, we had a, a merger with Sinclair Broadcasting Group earlier this year. Uh, we were purchased by them, uh, a, a good friend of the largest independent broadcasting uh, TV station group in the country. Um among other things. And so we are now not only a bell ringer, but we are a member of Nasdaq and it was really fun uh to be up there and actually be part of the club, not just to be hoping to be become part of the club.
1: You know, you have such a long career in television. I won't even list all the places you've worked. Thank you. But you know, and I think a lot of people have been rooting for you because they say, Well, we're gonna start a tennis channel, okay? And we're gonna make it work against ESPN, against CBS or other big networks grabbing the finals and stuff, being purchased by Sinclair, what, forty seven million households you're aiming for sixty million? At least.
2: Well, actually, that uh, yes, you've been reading the press. We came out a couple days ago. We are we are at 47, actually about 50 right now, and um, we are we have already made deals that will take us to 60. So within a short period of time, uh, the quality of the network has finally come through, and Sinclair has been able to maximize it. And we're now uh, we have we will be at 60 million homes by towards the beginning of next year uh, with a bullet heading north with more live pro sports than anybody else has on. So it's very very exciting at a time when other networks are really experiencing distribution losses due to cord cutting, cord shaving. Um, some have, uh, the blush has been off the rose and people have realized, wait a minute, I'm not getting the sport I thought I signed up for when, you know, here at Tennis Channel, obviously we have 95% of the tennis hours and uh, you know in the United States uh, and not only on Tennis Channel but also on Tennis Channel Plus and on the, on the digital. So it's really, really exciting and it's our moment to be going up while everybody else is kind of going down a little bit. So you
1: and your team, what is the number one thing, if you've had to pick all the things that you think made this success helped you hang in there grow the network grow the audience and now have this very important merger you know joining up with Sinclair and what's the number one thing on your list on your to-do list to keep this going
2: well there's a lot on the to-do list the thing that kept us going was we knew we had the goods we knew that this sport with a dedicated platform was a better media solution than almost anything else out there and this is an experiment we're going to see how big it stand back we don't know how big this thing's going to get but um on the to-do list really is not only scaling domestically and starting to look towards international markets. We're being begged by internationals to, you know, this, this logic works all around the world. We're going to be scaling our digital operations radically. Sinclair has a huge, dip, you know, they got 181 television stations. Every one of those stations also has websites. They're standalone websites. It's a technology-based company as well. And so there is a very quick precipitous scaling Capitalizing on the base that we've already laid, not only with social media but obviously with 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 complementary over the top. Our over the top is not a cord cutting solution or a cord replacement. Sorry, a a traditional replacement. It is complementary because there's so much great tennis out there all the time.
1: Well, that's for sure. So I guess the question is then, how do you get people maybe who haven't played or don't watch so much, don't come to the Open to start watching? And I wonder part of the way you do that is if you make a documentary. That brings people into the the, the the sport and how it's developed in a in a, like a very uh, emotional way, right? Anytime you see something like about the Hoosiers or anything like that, it's a great on entry point for a lot of people tell us about this new documentary
2: well thank you that's a perfect tee-up and i think hoosiers is a good metaphor uh we are uh premiering this week um a new documentary that really has been many 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 years in the making called barnstormers the birth of pro tennis and the little known story is that tennis players had to make a an incredibly painful choice all the way up until 1967, that if they were to win, and Rod Laver told this story last night along with, uh, you know, about he and Bobby Kramer and... uh Bob Kramer, who really started this, and and Bobby Riggs, that, uh, and Lou Hode, and Pancho Gonzalez, and Ken Rosewall. All of these guys would win majors, the championships, which were not open. They were amateur, according to status. And if you took $1, if you tried to make a living doing the thing that you loved, which was playing tennis, you were forbidden from playing. And so you had to make the very hard choice of... If I just won the Grand Slam, and Rod, as Rod Laver did, if I want to keep playing tennis, I have to take a dollar. And if I take a dollar, I can no longer play here at Wimbledon. He thought he'd never play there again. And it took all the way until 1967 for Wimbledon, who really was the pace setter, to say, okay, we're going to allow a pro match to be played um, after the traditional Wimbledon match, and if they sell out the stands, then we will create uh, open tennis. Um, It is a fascinating story. These guys would literally be in the back of cars, going from city to The best players on the planet, Lou Hode, Gonzalez, Rosewall, playing each other every single day on a canvas court stretched over ice in barns on wooden floors, for not very much money jump in the jump in the station wagon go to the next place um, meanwhile their counterparts who were amateurs but getting paid probably in some way shape or form by the um, the the um, international associations that backed those amateur players were probably getting paid a fair amount of money so it is a fabulous story and that is bringing new people into the into the sport for sure
1: final question we have a new story evolving a long-awaited story of American tennis players particularly on the men's side really stepping up in tennis Jack Sock nice win today
2: he's playing great you know I don't know that this is all that new at Tennis Channel if you watch every day unfortunately now that we're on basic almost everywhere basic packages now or will be very soon you're going to see people like Stevie Johnson and Jack Sock and you know Jack just you know Cilic, he a Phenomenal Cilic. player beating Chilich. You you had Brian Harrison, you know, stepping up and beating Round Itch on the court right now. Stevie Johnson down two sets and 5-2 and coming back and, and taking it.
1: Every day. He's right. You can watch all of this. And so we've, we've whetted your appetite for tennis. Uh, tune into the Tennis Channel. Ken Solomon, thanks so much. CEO and chairman of the board of the Tennis Channel. Sam Lenga, thank you. Charlie Vollmer, thank you. Reggie Basil back in World Headquarters, thank you. I'm Kathleen Hayes, and this is Bloomberg. Coming up, Bloomberg Law. Our legal expert, June Grasso, tackling the big legal questions of the day from business and economics to finance. Coming up on Bloomberg Radio.
0: Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way from design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions. July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio 20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.